0: What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Grow Podcast. Man, I feel like we have been gone forever. Man, I really miss you guys. We haven't done a podcast in like two weeks. And so today we come back with a bang. I'm going to talk to you about the last two weeks, what they entail, going down to South Carolina, seeing Junior USAs and the crazy competition there. We're going to talk about AK's first call out that she got down there and how we approach those last days and weeks leading into the show and what we are doing now. Now, then we're going to talk about heading out to Pittsburgh, turning Katie Younger into an IFBB pro. And I go into extreme detail on what and why we did what we did leading into the show with her, dude. This one's fantastic. There's a point in this episode that I literally just got, and I said, man, I probably shouldn't be sharing all this. Mm -hmm. It's really, really, really good stuff. So episode 81, as always, brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Please use code Mm -hmm. Mahaley20 at checkout. And if you love this podcast, please tell your friends about it. We would greatly appreciate it. Episode 81. I'll see you inside. You guys, you guys, you guys, I missed you all so much. I was very, very, very fortunate that the last couple of weeks, um, I, I messaged Scott a few times, I think, and. Uh, it it was so cool to be in Charleston and then in Pittsburgh around so many people, you know, are big in the bodybuilding community and, you know, who are really competing at a high level and just being around so many people who are really into the fitness scene, who went out of their way to uh, speak very kind words about the podcast, its effects that it's had on them, um, how much they enjoy it, all that stuff. Dude, honestly, you guys just, you, you truly have no idea. Um, I feel like every time it was brought up to me, I was kind of like, Uh, almost mesmerized by it. Like, fuck, Mm -hmm. man, really? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's just dudes being bros and yeah. fucking, you know, it's so like the, the first time
1: you've heard about it since it is. leaving we the yeah, house. yeah. Cause we haven't
0: had, you know, there hasn't been any shows. Yeah. There hasn't yeah. been anything since we started the podcast. Yep. Like these were the first ones that we went to, yep. dude, it was, I, I, I appreciate <laughs> you know, the, the, the DMS and stuff are always amazing. But man, mm-hmm. when someone is at a show and they take time out to go out of their way mm-hmm. to, you know, come up and talk to you and yeah, uh, just about dude. I thank you guys so much for that. You guys know who you are. I really, really, really appreciate you guys. Um, if you see me around, if you see me at a show and you're listening to this, man, come out and chat. I want to meet every single one of you guys. I said this thing back, um, when, when the brand was really picking up, I would say like two and a half, three years ago, mm-hmm. I said, I wish I could hug every single supporter that I have. Mm-hmm. And I still hold true to that goal. <laughs> I want to be able to give every supporter a huge fucking hug, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was wild. It was wild. There were, um, there were two, instances on top of my head there might have been a couple more because uh, i know not megan actually mentioned one that um i i i didn't remember until she mentioned it now it's slipping my mind when it happened but there were two instances where people heard my voice mm-hmm. before they saw me yeah and they knew it from the podcast yep and like they came out and like yeah you yeah Did yeah. yeah. i think that's cool yeah so, yeah people were amazed that i sound this way in person <laughs> they thought it was only on the podcast.
1: It's all for show, everybody. It's
0: all for show. It's all for, it's all for Instagram and the podcast. That's it's it. all for IG and the That's pod, it. outside actually I have a real feminine voice. <laughs> but uh it's it, man, it feels good to be back. I, I missed um, you know, doing these podcasts. We appreciate you guys, you know, staying tight firm with us. You we were like recording ahead, we were doing all that, and honestly, I just didn't like it. It's um, challenging. It's challenging, but also it's like like I told Scott, you know, what if something happens mm-hmm. and then we release a podcast the next day? Because you know, we always start these things kind of sharing a opinion pieces mm-hmm. or talking about world events and things that are more important than fitness and bodybuilding. And, you know, more important than just us. Yeah, Cause you know, we talk a lot about us, you know, achieving personal success, mm-hmm. you know, intellectually, professionally, emotionally, whatever that might, mm-hmm. you know, entail. But like sometimes there's shit that pops off bigger. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, I was like, I knew when we had a podcast dropping, I was just like, I, I found myself getting very anxious while I was traveling. Oh yeah. I, was like, Do I really hope nothing pops off today. Oh, like I really hope, yeah you know no, nothing that we would discuss I hope nothing we discuss just starts happening I wonder today. if that that'll probably be the longest period to be gone um, at one time hopefully. Hopefully. Well, yeah. you know, in, in, December, probably, yeah, probably not in December. will be another one. Yeah. Um, USA's see the Olympia. I'll be gone another mm-hmm. two weeks. Okay. So, you know, we're going to do our best. We'll probably just honestly record short, um, podcasts in the future on like what you need to know items rather mm-hmm. than like, uh, you know, some of the other podcasts we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. because those are, you know, usually around 30 minutes kind of mm-hmm. quick hitters. Yeah. Um, and so you'll just like get you know six of those and or eight of those in a two-week span that'll them. be all right yeah yeah but you know i, I just i I it's cool because i know the podcast means a lot to you guys and we have a culture mm-hmm. on this and that's dope so welcome back to i guess you guys and us <laughs> <laughs> yep. um dude this is really 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 cool i was sitting out on the couch before you and savannah came over and we we briefly chatted about it um but um haley was out there with us And she finds this thing in one of the awesome pages about this Hyperloop. Mm -hmm. And so what Hyperloop is... Is essentially a very high speed transportation system mm-hmm. that's going to be above ground and underground. It's like little pods, yeah. basically. And I think it's like around 20. It's like a railway. people per. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a railway, but in a big tunnel. And these things travel up to 700 miles per hour. Yeah. So they're saying we're going to be able to get from Austin to Dallas in like 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. Is it Houston? Houston is closer than Dallas. So like yes. we'll be able to get there like 13, 14 minutes. Yeah. Why? Yeah. It's a half hour difference of drive. Yeah. But like so. San Antonio, like San Antonio is only like you know, an hour 20 I away. Like, that far. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <that> like, <laughs> like, what are we going to get there in like five minutes? Six yeah. minutes. Is it, I don't even think
1: they'll take, do you think they'll take it there? Oh, they will.
0: Um, be on, on the thing they said, I don't think, and of them not need to go 700 miles hour in no, that direction but a, apparently the goal is so a few years ago i heard about this and i heard it was going to start in columbus but scott actually read today is actually yeah. going to start here in texas well, that's, the that, yeah. th- that's the goal that's the goal yeah but right now i'm not sure if you saw this uh they're they're actually testing it in nevada mm-hmm. um like in the middle of the deserts and shit yeah um there's not really any updates that i saw about like how the tests are going yeah um scott said that the engine actually gets so hot on these things no, that was the airplane oh my oh my that bad was that, that, was my bad that was <laughs> another one that was a separate we talked about a ton of technology i know, I know. it's hard <laughs> keep them all together Uh, but that was still really so the
1: the testing said I believe it was like they've reached successful speeds of 380 miles an hour so they're they're trying to incrementally go up and up and I'm assuming they're putting people in there of course at that point
0: so So. Haley had a really cool um, thought surrounding Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. that you could like this opens up a whole new world where you can live in Austin,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you can work in Dallas mm-hmm. and you can be in Dallas, but you don't have to uproot your whole fucking family yeah. you know, to go there. Yeah. And you know, that's a big thing, you know, especially here in Texas, uh, predominantly Dallas and, and Austin mm-hmm. uh, to kind of tech hubs, yeah. if you will. Yeah. It seems to be a lot of crossovers in the um, direct economies for both those mm-hmm. places to where, you know, you can upgrade your life without having Dude, to ruin your family. I life.
1: just thought about this. So I had a customer back in the airplane, world yeah he was getting ready to drop eight million on a couple of airplanes yeah to shuttle guys from here to midland yeah and so midland's a five-hour drive for those who don't know midland in odessa is a very big oil area yeah and but it's people, kind
0: of like bone egypt right? it's, it's the middle yeah. of nowhere.
1: like that town would not exist without oil yeah, yeah, it's, yeah you drive there and it's flat 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 yeah and then you hit this little town you see all these flame stacks and shit that's wild um but yeah, that would change a lot. It would change
0: a lot. That would change a ton. It could could change a lot for a lot of places. Mm -hmm. You know, it it, it could be, yeah, this could be really huge. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really cool. Um, but you know, Scott was talking about Elon Musk. They're trying to come out. Is it all under Tesla or all these different companies? Well, so has. his is
1: the, it's called the boring company.
0: Yeah. It, oh, like, and that, then Tesla's under the boring company. Well,
1: no, that's the boring company. Just another two separate ones. Elon. Got yeah. it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Elon has yeah. that, you know, SpaceX is not Tesla. It's yeah, SpaceX. Yeah. It's like that. Okay. Got it. The boring company is meant for those tunnels. Yeah. So I know he played, he's been playing with it in California. Yeah. And I saw, uh, we did, I did a little research on it and he's playing with more now in Vegas.
0: Yeah. So explain uh, what they do. It's they're really cool.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's just a little, the one they're building in Vegas is actually, Interesting because it it won't, we were thinking about it would compete. Right. I don't think it will compete with this hyperloop because they're using it at large convention centers to shuttle people from one side to the other side. Yeah, In a matter of like five minutes, which would originally take you like 15, 20 to walk. Yeah. That makes sense. So it's more of a convenience for those kinds of things in a smaller space. Okay. Um, But basically, as far as I know, he's only putting Tesla's down there. Okay. But you, you drive up onto this little platform and then it's in your Tesla. It's an elevator. It takes you underground. This is what happens in L.A. or California, at least. I think it's L.A. And it hooks you up and you drive. Well, right now it's supposed to hook you up, but you can't have autonomous vehicles yet. Oh, OK. So somebody's driving the vehicle still. Yeah. But it is a, essentially a tunnel yeah. that will eventually be able to go super fast Why? and get you to another location much faster. Yeah. You hit the end of the tunnel, they'll unhook you, then you go up. The elevator and that they're there so cool yeah
0: that's so cool so i've always thought i think a lot of other people have like had this thought like whenever you have a long drive mm-hmm. like how would it be just like you have one highway that just goes here directly to the place and you can go as fast as you fucking mm-hmm. can on mm-hmm. it's like oh elon's actually making that reality yeah i so I see the concepts behind what Elon's doing, but I don't see how that can compete with yeah. this hyperloop.
1: So thing. when he w- when they were talking about the convention centers in Vegas, it almost makes more sense for him to do it on a localized it does. level. It does. But I bet if he as he continues to build more,
0: yeah. cause the hyper is going to take a while. It's going to take 10 years. Yeah. Well, they're saying within they say 2029 20, yeah. in Texas is when it's supposed to happen. Elon said he's going to
1: finish this one in Vegas yeah. sometime next year.
0: Oh, yeah so so he can get such a leg up so
1: what if he's moving faster and he goes yes, okay yep. now i now i have practical information yep and i can actually do it better
0: absolutely so i
1: wonder if he would get into it or if he wants to stay locally and not do yeah. large you know travel well
0: i don't see how it would work i think i should see how it work long term like you would have to build tunnels so if you want to go uh you want to go all we, we used Austin to miami mm-hmm. earlier mm-hmm. so if you want to go Austin to miami through elon's tunnels how is that possible well that doesn't that we're
1: forgetting to mention the fact that you have to have a tesla to do this
0: yeah 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 so I mean, that's
1: you can't just drive your, your car in there, drive text in there with zoom. <laughs> so i don't i don't know what the
0: iterations will be i'm but sure something like that like i would buy a tesla if you had yeah if i would buy a Tesla as absolutely. part of
1: the purchase of a would, tesla you get to use tunnels absolutely, oh shit yeah i would absolutely buy a tesla down.
0: i think a lot of people would yeah yeah um yeah elon's you know it's it's interesting elon's taking apple's approach mm-hmm. to um he, he's taking apples and He's building upon it so much mm-hmm. um like everything apple does you know every what other year every two years they change all their plugins they change every single thing that every one of everybody their, yeah, off but but you have no choice <laughs> yeah but to go in i think like w- when i got my new computer like the two extra plugins that i got to work with everything else i have they were each like 80 bucks yeah it's like they, they don't finesse you for a three thousand dollar computer they're finesse oh, you yeah. on the 160 it's the you know, upsell yeah yeah it's yeah. the upsell but it's it's mandatory to have yeah you can't operate without it
1: yeah it's the margins on the computer are pretty small which yeah. i'm sure they're not because apple yeah. has a ton of cash yeah but the margins on those little add-ons yeah.
0: huge. huge i mean those things cost two bucks to make if that yeah if and they're that. selling for fifty dollars yeah or more yeah so i i think it's interesting you know elon's approach there makes a ton of sense you know right it's capitalism it'll be fun to see how the two pan out yeah yeah and it'll be interesting to see how airlines Respond back. That's to a good fact too. Two, yeah, uh, because airlines, you know, they're, they're controlling the the entire transportation um, world is controlled right now by airlines mm-hmm. and we've seen uh, i mean we've seen even during this pandemic this isn't good like mm-hmm. the airlines get how much bailout money and small businesses are closing every single day yeah, man. and yeah you know uh, you know we, we can point to whose fault that is yeah um but you know at the end of the day the airlines being billion and billion and billion dollar companies um you know mean a lot more than a company that's 400 we don't
1: really have 000. any other there's no other travel mechanism. Yeah, there's no other way to do you that. You, you, you could a train and that's or take drives, years. but yeah, train was slower yeah. than driving now. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, the train from Austin, Dallas takes what, eight hours? does it Nine really? hours? Yeah, with all the oh, stops and shit. Fuck. I, I looked right. at doing it before. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and it's like, sucks. I mean, that's not a realistic approach to travel. Yeah. Like you can drive it Or those big ass buses. You took one of those. The Von Lane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Von Lane buses. They're luxury buses. They're, they're dope as shit. slow. Um, yeah, persp- I mean, their perspective. it still takes it's just driving. Yeah. You're just fucking yeah. driving yeah. in it. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Um, so Just two things for you guys to kind of look out for, keep an eye on. I think it's really cool. Do some research on it. Uh, Let us know what you guys think about them, the Hyperloop and then Elon's Tunnels. Um, So, obviously, two weeks ago, I went down to Charleston, South Carolina, um, and we were there for uh, Anna Kate, uh, who was coming off a big overall W in St. Louis, Um, and she, dude, man, that was the first uh, pro qualifying show of the year at Junior USA's. And I have never seen bikini competition like that. Yeah, you said it, was it was nuts. I've mm-hmm. never seen that good of bikini competition on any level. And I can, I can, again, you know, reiterate that to this past weekend mm-hmm. um, as well. I think it was better in Charleston mm-hmm. very slightly, but this past weekend, I've never seen bikini shows that good. Mm-hmm. Like everyone at these shows, uh, I don't, I don't want to say everyone, like it was hundred percent, but like 95% of the competitors like deserved to be there. Yeah. And were very, very, very high level people. Do you
1: think? do you think new people came out that were just ready working in the back end or do you think that that they try to take advantage of many other competitors losing their access to gyms during quarantine.
0: I think the real ass competitors stepped up and they didn't miss a beat. It's like we yeah. talked about at the beginning of quarantine, how you gonna come out. Yep. You know, the real ass competitors, we didn't stop. Yeah. We kept attacking, we, we pivoted, we adjusted, you know, the other people, they they took time off. Mm-hmm. And you know, they didn't hit their band workouts very hard. They didn't mm-hmm. really hit their diet very hard. They didn't really get better. So now we're seeing who's the real ass motherfuckers and who's the mm-hmm. ones that are just competing for clout, right? Yeah. Um and the real ass motherfuckers showed out, dude. And you know, a a lot of these people so junior usa is supposed to be a second week in may it's always my birthday weekend um it's always your to say so these people started prep for the show in january <laughs> you give them an extra yeah. f- four months yeah right we have four, yeah. an, an extra four months to get better mm-hmm. and everyone got better mm-hmm. so ak showed up uh, we got first call outs but we just missed the top five getting a sixth place which really doesn't sit well with me quite honestly um i I, there, th- there's a couple items that happened here. Um, one, I think when she started with me, her body was in a tough place. You know, mm-hmm. we had to push really hard to get show ready, mm-hmm. but AK is a natural level competitor. Mm-hmm. Like she, she's a big time. She, she is a. V- huge threat to become an IFBB pro yeah very soon and you know so she was already in prep for it she was moving and she was really far behind but we had to push and you know we only had 10 weeks to pull it all together for this mm-hmm. um so we did that first show we won her overall she looked great the second show we dropped about two and a half pounds I really wanted to drop four pounds she still looked amazing obviously I mean she got six fucking plays mm-hmm. out like what 40 some girls. Yeah. So she still did amazing. I really thought if we could have her at a hundred percent, I thought she was going to be in that third spot. Um, so, you know, that, that kind of sucks, but also we did everything we could. I truly believe that. And Mm -hmm. like, it's all learning on the fly for us both with only 10 weeks of prep. Yeah. Um, so that was a big deal. Yeah. Anna Kate getting that sixth place. That was good for her. Um, you know, I, I, I think we could have, uh, reverse kind of stabilized her physique a little bit and then made a push later on but she's not in a middle place where she's been in prep uh, you know since like December oh, um, yeah yeah so you know that was our one shot we missed. that's okay we mm. also have improvements that need made we need to work on that posterior chain we need to get the hamstrings and the glutes more prominent um, and, and we, we need the posterior to match the anterior and the lower body don't need to add much we don't need to do really anything at all in that upper body uh, we need to keep it right where it's at you know she looks Fucking fantastic. I'm really, really proud of her. Uh, you know, two shows and we got an overall championship and a first call out on a national stage. she is fucking Christ. You can't fucking have a much better start than that, right? <clears throat> yeah. So um that was cool. That was really, really, really fun to be a part of. So let's talk about what we did uh the final day. So obviously, after her St. Louis show, uh, you know, we took uh, a, a diet break there, and then we really started pushing hard again. We saw the scale come down a little bit. Um But, you know, her physique after that show really fought me extremely hard. Mm. It was everything was turning close to impossible um, near the end. And so, you know, at that point, I realized this is what we have. And I just need to stabilize what we have. Mm. I need to keep it right here. All right, I don't need to do anything fancy. I don't need to do anything extra. I just need to keep it right here. And we're going to go into the show with this physique. Mm. Um, So in the end, we tried a little bit of water manipulation. It didn't work the way that I wanted to. So we slowly started introducing water back in and just um, allow her to get back to the physique, um, you know, that that, uh, I thought was going to be her current 100%, which is probably about 80% of what she's really capable of. Mm -hmm. We got back to that. She went on stage, dude, she looks fucking amazing. AK is such a natural up there. Uh, she, I mean, she's a competitor, mm-hmm, dude. Mm-hmm. She wants to fucking compete and she wants to beat people. Mm. And I mean, she, you know, the, the hair, the makeup, the tan, the suit, the pose, you know, everything was really, really good. Um, it's just the physique fell apart a little bit and we weren't able to do with it exactly what we wanted. I think we would challenge for that third place. But I mean, you know, third place still doesn't turn pro. And Mm. third place still is not top two. Was it first and second? Um, Only first. Only first in that one. Um, And, or no, I'm sorry. That one was, um, that one was top four in the overall.
1: Oh, okay. Pro Junior USA.
0: Um, And, and so the girl in her class actually won her class, won the overall the show damn one whole show yeah you know, she was really good uh, but I, I i feel like ak is right there mm-hmm. i feel like ak is mm-hmm. right on that girl's heels yeah we just need to heal and we need to get really healthy so that's what we're doing right now we're healing we're getting healthy um and so our peaking process we went in um we you know we started feeding up we, we didn't feed her very much uh she has a very good pop to her physique and so whenever someone's physique just naturally pops you don't need to f- to feed that much Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people also um you know vastly overestimate how much food someone needs to be full and i think because food isn't what causes that's not what has the greatest effect on fullness. It's the water and the sodium. That's what has the greatest effect on fullness. But people often want to use carbohydrates instead of water, which the two are not interchangeable whatsoever. Um, But, you know, they they view them as interchangeable. It means carbohydrates instead of water because, you know, you want to have very dry physique and a, you know, pretty hard physique on stage. And so, you know, one way to do that is by manipulating water. And then you just add carbohydrates to it. And the thought process is, and this isn't the wrong thought process, but the thought process is, as you adjust carbohydrates, you cut back water, those carbohydrates need to be shuttled, right? Well, sodium shuttles, and it takes water to shuttle as well. So... If we don't have a ton of water coming in, then we want the body to pull from subcutaneous water stores, not intramuscular water stores to help transport that the carbohydrate to the muscle. Right. Because one uh, gram of carbohydrate takes four grams of water to store. And so that's kind of a thought process here. Well, the issue is if we run too low on water, we're going to start having a blurred physique. Mm. You're all you're 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 going to cause a stress response because we're ingesting too many carbohydrates for the body to be able to accurate to um, store Mm -hmm. into the muscle cell. Okay, so we're going to get slightly backed up with digestion here as well. Okay, we're not going to be passing things through or we're going to have extremely loose bowel movements because your body, your small intestines try and try and try and try and trying to, you know, crank out, um, you know, these nutrients into the bloodstream, but it just ends up passing it to the large intestine because nothing came to pick it up Hmm. because we didn't have what it took to pick it up. So that's not the wrong way to do it. It's not a wrong thought process. It's not one right way and wrong way the wrong way of thinking is that water and carbohydrates are interchangeable when they really should both be used in sync and, you know, cutting water out is perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, I cut water out for Katie and, um, Pittsburgh for, you know, an extended amount of time. Mm -hmm. Um, but when we cut water out, we have to make sure that we're number one, well hydrated enough to carry it over. Number two, that we're not out feeding the water that we actually have available to move and store these nutrients. Mm -hmm. And we can't afford to slow down digestion here at all. Um, We really can't afford that at all, especially when water's low, right? So, um, you know, we, we cut water back with AK here a little bit, and then we slowly started introducing it back in and she did get nice, full and crisp. We had maybe two or three meals, um, after we cut that water down because I mean, she was having two gallons of water a day for the last nine days leading into the show leading into this. Wow. And then we finally cut water the last day. Like she has enough water to go around. But the reason you do that is because when your body gets used to you know, having two gallons of water a day, it turns over water much quicker. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to use the bathroom a lot more. You're going to expel much more water. Mm-hmm. So your body's anticipating another two gallons. Homeostasis doesn't catch up fast enough for it to actually um, adjust in time for that water cut. So you keep peeing. You keep expelling water, water, water. You keep pushing out, but you're not taking it anymore. And this is when you start getting dry. Mm-hmm. But again, like I said, you have to nail the sodium and you have to nail the carbohydrates. So when you're getting dry,
1: you risk getting flat
0: when you've you very much so risk getting flat yeah. if you didn't handle water correctly leading into that place yeah or if you don't introduce water back again okay. from there because water is such an important part of that digestion process yeah the um the storage process but water and sodium is what makes a physique really really refined mm-hmm. like when you guys hear what i did with katie i think it's going to make a lot more sense so I think that uh, with AK, we did a really good job. Like I said, she has a very natural pop to her physique. We needed it to be dry. We needed it to be hard and we needed her to be really lean on stage. And I think we achieved that. I do think we could have had more pop um, in the glutes. I think we could have had a little bit more uh, water just around showtime, Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit more sodium, but also we were working with, you know, a physique that was really challenged. Mm -hmm. We don't want to play. We don't want to start playing with aldactone response because aldactone response is going to happen when we start expelling sodium mm-hmm. um is that's a, that's kind of why we don't uh, like i I never manipulate sodium down What's it's it never a really good idea it's 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 10 out of 10 times it's not a good idea to pull sodium down unless you've completely spilled over hmm. and at that point i'm still not i i i still handle it completely different than that like if you spill over if we push too hard with food i'm just going to have you go to the gym then we're just going to get a pump workout and we're going to force that to the force uh the subcutaneous water to go back into the muscle we're going to mm-hmm. draw it into the muscle by forcing the muscles to contract
1: yeah right what do you mean when you say
0: aldactone yeah aldactone responses? is a hormonal response yeah. internally to the body it's uh it happens whenever our electrolyte balance starts getting um wonky if you will okay there's a myriad of factors that go into aldactone response mm-hmm. but once that shoots up man it's difficult to bring it back down with a physique that's that unstable mm. all right so we didn't want to mess with that mm-hmm. we're going to keep sodium very 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 stable we, we really need to make sure that it there, there's not these peaks and valleys of electrolyte balance because we're going to have that adductive response when that adductive response comes you're going to see a very blurry physique you're not going to mm. see a lot of detail on it um because your body's trying to you know, when, when our Dactone shoots up, what starts happening? Well, it's commonly because your electrolyte balances are off. We're commonly going to start shuttling more potassium out. And now we get more off or mm-hmm. now we start feeding with sodium and but potassium still shuttling out. So now we're, in the opposite direction of electrolyte imbalance. Wow. Yeah, it turns into a whole ass thing. Interesting. So, and Aldactone is a diuretic. Uh, Aldactone is a diuretic hormone. It yeah. forces, you know, forces water out too. Mm-hmm. Aldactone is an actual, um, they're, it, it, they're, it's an actual diuretic pill that oh. you can take. Interesting. That um, I've actually taken before, before shows with a former coach that I worked with. Um, yeah, Aldactone is something that, that you actually take and you have to constantly, you have to keep feeding um, sodium a lot higher. And honestly, I just, if you need to use a Duretic and you can't get it done with diazide, which is potassium sparing. So if it's potassium sparing, it's, you know, going to have some sodium sparing, you know, response, but also whenever you take a diazide, you have to keep sodium very stable, or I I actually increase sodium uh, with diazide. Hmm. Um, And and so diazide, uh, like I said, potassium sparing, and it just shuttles water, a little bit of sodium out with it. If you... uh, if you need more than that, you just weren't in shape the shadow, <laughs> to be quite frank. Um, okay. like lube diuretics and things like that, don't mm. don't ever play with it. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you know, unless you know you're a men's bodybuilder, or a classic physique guy getting ready for the Olympia stage, like at that level, maybe. Um, you know, start playing with loop diuretics if need be, but we still just we still shouldn't need it. Mm. Uh loop diuretics are very dangerous. Okay. They, those expel electrolytes at very high levels. Yeah. So oftentimes, I mean, I mean, there's guys who die from it. Wow, there's bodybuilders who have died. I mean, last year there was one. Yeah, there's a bodybuilder who died from taking too much Lasix, and he mm. his uh, he had a heart attack because mm. it starts expelling sodium and potassium that his heart just cramped and like essentially like suffocated itself yeah. out. Yeah, bonkers, right? But backstage, wow. wow, yeah, oh shit, bonkers. So, um, you know, with with AK, we just tried holding the physique together. We couldn't really push it the way I wanted to push it. Which, you know, as a coach, it's frustrating when it just, the physique just stops responding. That's oh, I frustrating. Bet. Because like, man, I'm doing everything in my power. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've learned through trial and error and I've learned through pushing too hard and seeing a physique get completely ruined at the end. Just keep it stable. Yeah. What can you do to keep it stable? Dude, and that's all we is need to so- do. Complicated. <laughs> oh, dude, it's it's fun, but you like you see why it's so obsessive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you like that's where the the science behind all this really comes into play. And I, I I you know hear these horror stories about my coach had me cut sodium. Um, uh, you know, my coach had me uh super saturated with potassium, like XYZ, all this so why why are we doing that? Like why why are we doing that? You you mean you the propensity that you just kill the physique of. If, if if that worked for you, it's because you were lucky.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not because it was a method it's if it just, worked for you it wasn't a good this is so fascinating to me that like you have to know I mean, if you're a competition coach at least because you did something completely different with katie because it's a completely yeah. different person yeah completely different individual yeah every week so different yeah. i'm gonna talk I mean,
0: about renee's too
1: yeah i mean so just the fact that you have to go through all of those little variables yeah, I think that's super fascinating. Yeah,
0: really, really, fa- it really is. But um, so for AK all season health, uh, improved this posterior chain. Um, we did a really good job on our season. I, I, I would I, I with what we started with mm-hmm. and where we ended, I would give us an A. You call that a win. I would give us an A. Yeah, we couldn't have asked for much more. If, if she was just point five percent better on that stage, she would have got third place. And I know that we could have gotten that, mm-hmm. um, but. I couldn't push it. You can't, you can't really roll that. You can only roll the dice so much mm-hmm. at that point. So we got the first call out. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, there's only one client who I've ever taken to a national stage that did not get first call out. No let kidding. me say we're coming back for vengeance. <laughs> yeah. So I take great pride in that, dude. Yeah. Like later on in this for podcast, sure. I'm going to talk about what it takes to be on the national stage. I take great pride. And so AK was, AK was the, uh, was the uh, 24th first call out that I've had. And then Katie was the 20th top five finish that I've had on national stage. Yeah. And so dude, our, I mean, the percentage was very high. If I let mm-hmm. you go to the national stage, it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, yeah. I have yeah. a lot of pride now. I don't take people. I mean, you know, you look at Charleston, right? You book the flights, you book the hotel, the you know, interview. I mean, dude, you're, you're $2,500 deep. Yeah. I'm not going to take you out there. Yeah. You know, and it's to waste your, your money. Yeah. Just so yeah. to, to waste your fucking cash. Mm-hmm. If I don't think you can, you know, really be competitive
1: mm-hmm.
0: and quite frank, dude. If AK is 0.5% better and the girl who won her class doesn't show up, we're, we're probably looking at a new pro. Mm. I mean, that's how close it was. Yeah. So like we still, you know, I mean, she was right there. Sure. We're like I wish the streams, right I there. wish the streams were a little better quality. I, mean, I know that's yeah. hard
1: because yeah. you can't really tell from yeah. that. I mean, even in the, uh, even the next show.
0: Yeah. It, it was a good stream. Yeah. It's still, I'm sure it's way different. In Even like the Olympia streams are the really good ones. Man, yeah. it's so much different watching it in person. Yeah. Like there's just so many things that you can see, like, like that the judges see sitting 10 feet away that yeah. you can see, you know, through your TV. Sure. um, And, and, you know, so, but let's talk about junior USA, the show, the show itself. Best bikini show I've ever seen. Hands down. Uh, top four turn pro It's one of the most, competitive bikini shows every year i'd say that one in junior nationals and uh, chicago are kind of the two most competitive uh no I'll, I'll throw usa in there as well um everyone wants to be miss usa mm-hmm. right miss usa bikini um miss usa is the uh women's physique winner but miss usa bikini everyone wants to fucking be miss usa mm-hmm. um so you know those are brutal but honestly if you're on a pro qualifying stage it's gonna suck <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know you're battling 40 other girls yeah. like ak's class was like man, i think it was like I think it was right around that 40 number. Wow. You know, so for and, one class? Yeah. And you that's know it's a lot of bikini girls. Dude, dude, out in overall. Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. So many. Out in Pittsburgh, there were thirteen hundred competitors this past weekend. I tell you that. Oh the shit. The biggest no, show in NPC didn't. history. Wow. Thirteen hundred competitors. That's crazy. First time a show's ever been over a thousand competitors. Yeah, but like brutal take like, go like, through. Again, the real ass fucking competitors are making yeah, it happen, dude. Yeah. Like they they they're, they're all gunning. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it's 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 do they it's keep wild. the same
1: judges for that kind of stuff? For the whole
0: weekend, or so they rotate. Yeah, yeah. Tyler was the head judge for all of them, but bodybuilding. Yeah, Steve does bodybuilding. Yeah. If if you're bodybuilding on the pro qualifying stage or on a big pro stage, Steve Steve Weinberger is is your head judge. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot wait to have it to do a show called by him. The way he runs that lineup is so it's beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Sandy ran all junior sa, mm-hmm. and then Tyler ran some. Uh, Tyler ran like three classes there, three divisions and uh Tyler ran all of North Americas and then Steve came in at the end for body mm-hmm. one, the last day for body, body okay um yeah so dude great show Junior USA uh classic physique nasty at junior USA um I think it's becoming much more classic you know this is only like the fourth year of classic physique mm-hmm. maybe fifth year okay I think I think fifth year it's only a fifth year for it um but, you know the first few years we struggled really getting that classic look down and mm-hmm. now it's very classic I think that might be I mean the bodybuilding freaks are cool yeah and
1: like that's that's an intense look yeah but I think classics probably my favorite Classic. the more favorite. I've watched yeah.
0: you'll like it a lot in person there, there's yeah. a lot of artwork behind their yeah. posing yeah. as well and you're gonna appreciate that sure, a lot sure I think my my favorite is obviously bodybuilding yeah and after the women's physique like women's physique figure classic like yeah. dude those those are just dope I,
1: I just haven't watched enough of yeah. the women's physique yeah
0: dude it's so fucking cool yeah. um well shit we got uh, a new ifbb pro i got another ifbb pro who hired me who's a woman's physique girl this week mm-hmm. uh, so you're gonna be watching a lot more of it yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. it's good it's good stuff um so yeah Really good stuff. Junior USA Charleston's always a great place to be, man. It's fucking hot there. Holy <laughs> balls. But we're going to be back. Uh, we're going to be back in Charleston, November 12th through the 14th. So if you're going to be there for NPC uh, universe, it got moved from New Jersey. I was obviously, you know, New Jersey. I mean, they're still not ready. <laughs> How how are they still not ready to fucking do anything up there?
1: (laughs) I mean, it's just back to the leadership conversations we had. It's
0: so bad. Yeah. Um, So that's going to be in Charleston, which I was really excited about. So commonly, I don't um, take clients to NPC Universe because it's in Teaneck, New Jersey, which is honestly like everything about it sucks. (laughs) Everything about it just sucks. Um, Wow. And so I'm excited that this will actually be the first NPC Universe I've ever been at. No kidding. I've been to every single national stage for the last four years. That'll be but fun. But I haven't been to Team, uh, to, well, it used to be called Team Universe. Yeah. So if you guys hear me reference Team Universe a lot, I'm talking about NBC. They just changed the name. I think this is the first year they changed the oh, name. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's it's like ingrained in me this Team U. Um, but really excited for that one. Um, Charleston, November 12th through 14th. Yeah, we're, we're going to have some people dialed in. So I'm excited for it. Um, so from Charleston, I went to Dayton so I could see my niece for her birthday. As always, that was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean, I just, I love Ella so much. We're mm-hmm. so tight. <laughs> We're yeah, so she's tight. Cool. Um, and so from there, I went up to Columbus for a couple of days. days, uh, you know, caught up with some old friends. Andy and I had a really good dinner and, and hung out for a while. That was a fantastic time. And then, you know, I made the trek out to Pittsburgh, man. Let me tell you, you want to, you want to be bored? If you ever like have this need to be really bored, fly to Columbus, get a rental car and then drive to Pittsburgh. How long was the drive? Um, the drive was just under three hours. Um, There's nothing more boring than driving across Iowa, Missouri. you're probably right. You're probably right. (laughs) That's just part when you're going through West Virginia. Yeah. Um, and maybe part of Pennsylvania, I forget what they call it, but they have this, um, there's like zones where the drive is so dangerous that they call it a certain thing. Like, Mm -hmm. Why is it dang- do not go over the speed limit? Like not even dangerous? one more. Dude, it's awful. It's so, cause windy. the roads are, oh, it's and, windy. Oh, and you're well, that's up not in the Boring. Shit. Then. No, that part's not, put, shit, that part's on edge. In, that in, part I'm like, oh fuck. In, <laughs> Iowa, in
1: Iowa, Missouri, they have signs that say, make sure you get gas because we're not going to have a gas
0: station for miles. That makes sense. <laughs> well, let me tell you what the worst part about it is, right, right. is that's a very common route for a shit ton of semi trucks. I would say uh, the I yeah, would say okay. there's six semi trucks for every five cars. Yeah. And so all these trucks are like and, you know, you're just on. It's just a two lane highway yep. with like one little tiny steel beam keeping you from dropping a thousand fucking feet down into the mountain. Yeah. And like so, like, you know, semi trucks like, dude, those, those guys drive that, that. So they're hauling ass. <laughs> they're hauling ass. But yeah. there's all these pull off areas uh-huh. where if their brakes give out yep. and all these things like check brakes or semi trucks, check, check brakes or, you know, whatever. Sure. Sure. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's absolutely mortifying to drive out there. You're, you just don't like driving that much. But also, you don't have side on either side of the road. Yeah if a semi-truck swerves into your lane, you, you have nowhere to go. Yeah, you either get hit or you die. You literally get hit or you just <laughs> slam the brakes <laughs> and hope that you don't fucking get killed. Yeah. So, dude, it's it's a brutal drive it's out there, man. I bet it's like a pretty cool scenery, though. It, dude, you get some really cool looks out there, but like every time there is one, you can't actually you look can't. at it because you're never going you're to shrink. You're a constantly turn. winding <laughs> and you're constantly yeah. on the look out for these fucking semi-trucks. Yeah, okay, okay. Dude, I had to call 911 wow. out there. I haven't told you about them. No. Um. I was behind this girl who was in one of these zones, dude. I can't f- believe, I can't remember what these zones are called. I've made that drive a fucking times and yeah, yeah. Look it up. It's, it's a very, it's an extremely cautionary place. Um, I had to call fucking 911 because I was behind this girl and we had just, uh, exited one of these zones we were about to enter another one essentially the zone like don't be on your cell phone don't go over the speed limit stay in your lane don't get close to another car like all of those things that like seem super normal No, they, mm. they mean it out here like if you were on your phone driving through this you're probably going to die like to be quite frank with you i mean they do they literally have signs on the side of the road that basically state that yeah um so we're, we just left one what of mountains sounds, are those what mountains are in west virginia it's the very southern, but it's like what mountains are between Ohio and Pennsylvania and West Virginia? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Fuck, I really don't know. Continue. So, I see this girl swerving so much in front of me, and she was in this purple Hyundai, and um, she's swerving and like in and out of the lanes, and I'm like, dude, it's not looking good. I'm like, what the fuck's happening here? And everyone around us is noticing this as well. People are like backing off. So I like, I get in the left lane because I want to like go. By and pass because I'm like quite freaked out at this point, honestly, and um like she, dude, it, it was wild. She has her window down, and I like get close enough to see her reflection when the window. She's falling asleep behind the wheels, oh, driving on these no. roads, dude. No way. It was bonkers. So I'm like, she must oh have been driving God. forever, forever. Like, yeah. dude, like her head was just bobbing down to fall asleep on a road. That's like that, that's dangerous. That. You have to be driving for, she's been too in cross country or something. So, dude, I'm fucking like, I'm freaked the fuck out. Number mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I'm in a car that doesn't have a ton of horsepower. My fucking, uh, my, my rental was a, oh, dude, what was my fucking, a Nissan uh, Murano. Yeah. But it's just super that's base right, model. Right. Really nice fucking car. Yeah. But super base model. So, man, when you hit the gas in that thing, it doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> I could probably push it <laughs> a little bit further. But like I said, great fucking car. Like, honestly, yeah. every time I get a rental car, I hope I get that car. Really, it's really fucking okay. nice. So, you know, I, I'm gearing up. How can I speed past her? Yeah. I decide right now is the time. She had just finished one of the... I was watching her in her fucking mirror this whole time, Scott. I watched her like fall asleep probably five or six times. Just going like to catch in, herself. In and out. Yeah. Just in and out. In yeah. and out the lane. Going all the way over to the other Dude, lane. All the way holy back. Holy shit. And so... I would have honked at her. I, I... What? We all were. <laughs> Yeah. So I <laughs> four, yep, yep. like right fucking past her. And like yep. nothing fucking happened. And, you know, I'm like speeding past like slowly but surely getting there. And I am right next to her and I look by her and Scott, she has the worst one of them all. She goes down, almost hits her head. I can't make this shit up. Almost hits her fucking head on the steering wheel. The, the rest of them went like halfway down. Yeah. And then she, got, she almost caught it. She caught it. Her head on the steering wheel swerves all the way over in my fucking like She didn't almost hit me because I was past her by this. Yeah. Point. Yeah. yeah. I, so she, she was drifting over, swerved all the way back when she woke up, like uh-huh. into my lane, which uh-huh. there was no, like, I was probably 15 feet in front of her sure, at this point sure. I was, dude, I was hauling that bitch. And I was like, I, I have to call 911. Yeah. I think like, I think I have to call 911. Sure. And I just acted. I yeah. was like, I think she's going to die.
1: Yeah. Like, like I she, think she's going to kill. Someone. If she let it go too
0: far, she would hit the rail or but something. Like I said, yeah. there's no room on either side. Yeah. Yeah. And so I call 911 right away and you know, I tell them, you know, what's going on. I tell them, look, I'm in whatever this fucking zone is called. I couldn't find I'm, it. In, I'm in this zone. And I know you're not supposed to be on your phone, but there's a woman who's falling asleep behind the wheel and it's very, very dangerous and people around her honking. They're mm-hmm. you know, letting X, Y, Z, all this stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, And I got the mile marker. I got the license plate. I got the car, like a good description of her, like all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I had known I was going to make this call as soon as I passed her and confirmed Mm -hmm. that this is what was happening.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And um, so I gave him the mile marker, the exit that we were about to pass, exactly where we were everything. And so, you know, state troopers like got on to ASAP. I I hope they got there in time to, you know, help her. Yeah. uh, Because it wasn't good. It wasn't a good situation. Yeah. But I was thinking, how? what are they going to do? I know that the dispatcher told me that we need to dispatch two units there. So I'm assuming one was going to get to the side of her and one was going to get behind her and follow until there was an actual place to pull off. Sure. Which dude, dude, I think at that point, if I remember correctly, I was like 8.7 or 7.8 miles from the next exit. Yeah. And that next exit is one I had to take. And so I think they would, they like, they would have had to flank her essentially and like follow her until that place, like try and get her to come off.
1: I think they I would just know. pulled her over,
0: but there was nowhere to pull over. There's nowhere on the side of the road for okay, you so to they, pull over. So they
1: would have to, they would just keep their lights on until she can't and, take it until the yeah, next exit. Until she
0: took the exit. And yeah. It seems like, But man, I was like, "How is she going to make another eight miles?" Like it was that bad. (laughs) Wow! But I'm sure if police are on you, you might be a little bit more fucking aware. Yeah, but how long? But eight miles. I
1: mean, driving a car, eight miles isn't that
0: far. No, no, it's it's not that far. But she was in dire need. So, but how? But how long did those cops get there? She passed a rest area. Yeah, that was the icing on the cake for me. Like, I was following her for probably 15 minutes because yeah. no one wanted to well, pass. that's what I mean. So, how long does it take those shooters to get out there? Did I, they even make it? Who I, knows? I, I have no idea because there's no turnarounds. Yeah. There's no pull. There's yeah. nothing. Damn. So, I don't know how they would have got there. Moral of the story is, if you got to sleep. Dude, pull over the rest area. I y- was yeah. shocked when she implored not the rest area. Damn. But, I don't know, dude. May, maybe I saved someone's life. <laughs> I hope the cops got yeah. there in time. Yeah. Or at so, least she got to where she needed to be. Oh, hopefully. And she took a serious nap <laughs> <laughs> So we get out to Pittsburgh. Um, I used to always call it Schittsburgh. If anyone wants yeah. to this podcast, I'm so sorry. I just I don't like Pittsburgh. Yeah. Quite frank.
1: I, the videos I've seen from like stories. It's not and cool. It, it looks okay. It's not cool. I've never been there. It sucks. So where is he from, man? Who is Khalifa? Is he from Pittsburgh? Isn't that's he? why he seems black and yellow. <laughs> Damn it. I think, I think that's why. That, yeah. So the stadiums
0: are cool. Yeah. Uh, stadiums are really cool. And like where they're at. Yeah. They're on a, um. God, it's not called a peninsula. It's uh. It's, it's like like it's, there's water like all around. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Driving into Pittsburgh, you go through this little tunnel. Mm-hmm. And like going into the tunnel, it's a huge mountain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you don't see the city at all. And all of a sudden you just come out this long ass tunnel and Pittsburgh just smacks you in the face. And it's honestly cool as shit. Yeah. It's one of the coolest entrances to a city that you'll have anywhere that's in cool. America. Okay. Um, so that's definitely neat. But you know, the, the city itself is just, it's, I don't find much beauty in it. Maybe other people do. And I yeah. hope other people yeah. do. You know who, you know who loves my, it? Who? Whitman really yeah <laughs> so i was talking to kyle wurzel yeah. out there and then my client wake yep. um who helps kyle with some stuff yeah and he said he loved it yeah because for you know the photography videography scene and honestly like if i look at it in a creative sense maybe sure. it is
1: more appealing Well, it, it, i just saw on whitman's story he was like i'm in my favorite place wow and, that's and maybe it's due to the show honestly maybe it it's could it's be to north america yeah. i
0: mean the show's amazing yeah um you know, it's, it's just, it's an interesting place. Man. Yeah, it is. So my personal preference is just not my favorite. I hope other people fucking love it. Now that being said, dude, they have some elite food out there. Do they, 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 they do have some very elite food. I didn't indulge in much of it. Yeah. Uh, just like, you know, I was back home in Columbus. I didn't get to yep. which yep. sucks. Yep. I didn't get, you know, I had dairy farmers and I still got goals, but man, they got some elite food. Yeah. Some very elite food. So that's cool. Um, but I get out to Pittsburgh. I go right to Katie's. Uh, you know, we see how she looks. She's looking fucking good. Uh, but you know, we're really gonna start dialing it in. So what did we do with Katie the last couple of days? So we were doing hourly or bi hourly check-ins, mm-hmm. um, like leading into like the last two days. Mm-hmm. Um, lots and lots and lots of check-ins and we were feeding, we were hyper feeding. Uh, what is hyper feeding? That's when we feed very, uh, Commonly Mm -hmm. and constantly. So every hour I had her have a certain set of meal or a certain set of macros Mm -hmm. every single hour. And we would do something like, you know, the next two hours we're going to do 30 carb, 10 fat. Or then after that, we're going to maybe 12 carb or uh, 20 carb, 12 fat. Mm -hmm. Um, Or maybe, you know, she sends a check in. I said, we don't need food for another two hours. So we're just going to have, you know, two ounces of water or three ounces of water with sodium, like the sodium that would normally be on your meal you'll essentially just put it in water yep every hour we were checking that physique and it was getting it was just getting better and better and better and better so day before the show we overfed her just very slightly Mm -hmm. and I remember she messaged me at night (laughs) yeah you know she was she was um a bit startled, I think, because she was okay. really full. Yeah. But I was like, that's where I wanted her. Because yeah. we're not going to eat again for another eight or nine hours. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I want her. It's going to give her time. And I think we nailed the water manipulation perfectly. We mm-hmm. pulled out water completely. Um, 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. the night before the show. Mm-hmm. And then I had very sporadic uh, water um, intakes, you know, leading into the show of uh, maybe no water for a few hours, but we have like two or three ounces here, or mm-hmm. maybe one ounce of water with like a teaspoon of magnesium calm mm-hmm. uh, to help keep the digestion going. Because one big item you'll commonly see when you cut water back, the, the digestion just goes. Well, mm-hmm. we have to be able to to understand how to respond to that, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you know, again, there's a myriad of ways. I think I have, I think with digestion, I have, a, I have it down, I have mm-hmm. it down pat. Um, honestly, I think with peaking overall, I really have it down pat, which feels fucking nice say, like as a coach, it's like, man, that last week can be really stressful for the client. Mm-hmm. But if a coach isn't really confident in their peaking abilities, it can be very stressful for them. sure. Well, then it um, gets worse because now you're both stressed. Exactly. Yeah. And, well, and then you overthink, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I just think I was talking to us, someone out in, in um, um, Pittsburgh about, you know, grading how we've done with our clients oh, this year. Okay, so yeah. they're not a pretty big time coach and grading how we've done with our clients this year. And I said, honestly, I haven't missed a peak this year. And that's mm-hmm. awesome. That's very awesome Mm -hmm. to say, but it's like, you know, it's about attention to detail as well, right? Sure. Like I don't make plans for my clients leading into peak week. Yeah. The plans made, you send a check in in the morning, I'll tell you what to do. I'll, I'll give you a tentative plan of maybe what to expect, but Mm -hmm. it's a very small chance that that actually comes to fruition. Sure. That we
1: don't change something when I see. Well, it's like you you told me this, this hour by hour process you and Katie did was new to you. Yeah. And this taught you a whole new process. Yeah. I mean, that's that's something
0: to do with every high level competitor. I'm going to do hourly.
1: Because now you don't just have that cookie cutter thought no
0: yeah you just see it happen in real time there's no streamline yeah it's just yeah like the more i can see a physique the better it is yeah you know and also you know being there in person that's why i go to all the national shows when i see your physique in person it's different than in pictures i can dial someone in on pictures sure but there's still some things you're going to miss in the pictures as opposed to being there in person Mm -hmm. now this isn't to tell people that hey you should hire a coach who can be at all your shows because you also need a high level coach yeah and if a coach can go to all of your local level shows your state level shows your national then they're probably not a very high level coach. yeah sure they're probably not sure. very high in demand so sure. they probably don't have a ton of experience or expertise in this yeah um and so we did these hyper feeding windows which i loved and this allowed us to not not go over not spill over not get a distended gut i can make sure that everything she's intaking you know is is going exactly where i want it to into mm-hmm. that fucking muscle and being utilized right there so katie doesn't respond very well to carbohydrates so we learn this throughout her prep and i would say that she gets real blurry very blurry. And when I can't explain that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, most of you listeners probably saw Katie's pictures, right? You yep. see extreme detail. Everything's very, very, very detailed. Mm-hmm. And their striations in the right place. Mm-hmm. The quad sweep, their striations, and the delts, their striations, and our abdominals, there's some striations in her middle back, there's striations, mm-hmm. um, in her hamstrings, there are striations. That's kind of where we want striations to be. Mm-hmm. We don't need the glutes to be overly striated. We want to have a nice striation there, and that's what she had. Mm-hmm. But not overly striated. So she and carbohydrates and the striations just kind of blur, and so like we're, they're still we're, there, but they're not quite they're not even, there. They weren't. They, were they weren't even there anymore. Okay. Like we did twenty-seven to twenty-nine days no carb, trace yeah. carb, trace fat. Yeah. We had two refeed days in there of like one hundred and fifty grams of carbohydrates, yeah. and after both those days, she looked horrible. Yeah. Like I knew we were going to bounce back okay. from it. I knew we didn't ruin it, mm-hmm. but it was just that there, there was a blur in her physique of subcutaneous water mm-hmm. of, I do, I think her muscle cells uh, just expand more than, a normal muscle cell expands uh-huh. when it's full of carbohydrate, of water, and of sodium. Hmm. I think her muscles, her, her her muscle cells expand. So if all the muscle cells expand, what happens? Well, then the muscles start pushing hard against the fascia. And commonly, when muscles push hard against the fascia, that's called bean uh, filled out. Right. Mm-hmm. But if they push too hard and there's too much fascial expansion mm-hmm. that occurs, then you're going to have a blurry physique look. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I think she just has a higher rate of cellular swelling that occurs mm-hmm. from carbohydrate. Ingestion. Is that a similar uh, term to spilling over? She is- would be very easy to spill over. So okay. spilling over is when there's no, like we took in too many nutrients for the body to, um, um, disperse, Mm -hmm. or we had too much water, Mm -hmm. or we didn't have enough sodium Mm -hmm. for the body to disperse. So when you spill over, a few things can happen. One, the nutrients could just be sitting in the gut for a while, which is going to cause fermentation, Mm -hmm. which is going to cause a big stress response, which that stress response can actually cause aldactone to rise a little bit, which we talked about earlier. That stress response is going to pull water subcutaneously Mm -hmm. out of the muscle cell, and into or out of connect any connective tissue Mm -hmm. or out of organs and into a subcutaneous level because it needs to be readily available to be utilized and it's very easy to get it from there so now we spilled over you have all this water subcutaneously Mm -hmm. and what oftentimes people do again is they'll take another diuretic or they'll take more Mm -hmm. diazide and it gets worse yeah like yeah you're pushing that water out but and then you go flat. You're, well, you're still stressed. Yeah. And so water keeps being pulled from these places and you're, you are look the exact fucking same Damn. as you did. Interesting. Yeah. So a lot of people fucking do that, man. Hmm. And it's so frustrating for me to watch because I've seen some amazing physiques ruined at the end when nothing really needed to be done anyways. Yeah. So um, just you have to be very careful, meticulous. You also really have to understand how fucking how how any if you're using a diuretic, whether it be a natural diuretic or um you know something like a diazide Mm -hmm. um or aldactone, um, you know, any of them, you need to understand how they work. Mm -hmm. And if you don't understand to a very deep level how they work, then you you're I mean you're gonna fuck it up. Sure. Um so and and honestly it takes a shit ton of experience. It takes fucking up to learn how they work. Um This It's part of the process. Like if you're a coach who's getting into high level bodybuilding competition and you have a client who's lean enough and ready enough to use a diazide, you are going to fuck up that uh, a a physique more often than not as you're learning how to use it. Mm -hmm. This isn't to discourage you from using it because you have to learn how to fucking use it. Mm -hmm. Very, 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 very small amounts. The smaller the amount, the better, Mm -hmm. because we can always add more but we can't take away, yep. especially with duretics, yep. okay? So, um, with Katie, back to Katie, hyperfeeding windows, we assessed how that physique was responding, very low carbohydrate, very high fat intake. She responds very, very well to fats, right? I, I, I love her response to fats. And you all season, we're gonna push a lot of fats, because mm-hmm. it just works better with her. I think she has more intramuscular fat stores as well, um than other people do than like the normal i person remember you talking does. about yeah, that. yeah i talked yeah. about that a little bit man every time she ingests these fats with some water and some sodium with a little bit of carbohydrates mm-hmm. man she just looks awesome yeah so our average per meal was about 90 grams of calories per f- from fat and about 80 grams of calories from carbohydrates and so we were essentially what you would call fat loading mm-hmm. um you know which is a popular way to fill to peak someone not a lot of people know how to utilize it i would say that's probably my first um peak that i have done all fat loading okay lead into a show okay there's been elements of it before yeah but just just what i mean dude what works like truly with peak week what the fuck works with that client yeah if you don't, if you don't know by then you didn't experiment enough sure sure leading up to it yeah what works with her what works with you know every single person yeah that's why, you know, utilizing time to refeeds you. If we didn't have a refeed in there, I would have fucking pushed carbohydrates in her. And she mm. looked the way she did in Miami, which was spilled over and watery. Really? She didn't look good in Miami. Okay. And so if I was pushing these carbohydrates, pushing these carbohydrates, pushing these carbohydrates and lean into a show, she wouldn't be an IBB pro yeah. right now. She yeah. would have got fourth or fifth in that class. I mean, that class was fucking nuts. Yeah. And she, she would have got fourth or fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, she was... The most conditioned girl in women's physique division, mm-hmm. which is the most conditioned physique division mm-hmm. that was there. Um, I got so many compliments and I'm still getting messages on Instagram from people about, dude, that peak was, I mean, the the woman's physique pro that just hired me that I was mentioning, she hired me based off the way of fucking Pete's Katie. That's cool. She, she's yeah. like that. No, I mean, on it, like straight the fuck up. You can't peak someone better than that. Yeah. That was an A plus. That was a 100 out of 100. Mm-hmm. I didn't miss a point on that test. Mm-hmm. And that feels good. Mm-hmm. But everything. But now I'm collecting this data that it was Katie. I'm just going to apply it to every other high level competitor that I have. Yeah. You know, um, now, you know, with bikini, do we need hyper feeding windows? Do we need bikini? There's so much more gray area. Yeah. Right. There's so much more flotation space. Yeah now when I have very high level bikini girl like when when Kim Brankin you know is getting ready for NPC universe like we're, we're going to do very we're going to do hyperfeeding mm-hmm. we're going to make I mean mm-hmm. she has to be fucking perfect because mm-hmm. I think she's going to be contending for you know really good placing there mm-hmm. um, and and so you know with her we're going to use that um, but you know with most bikini I don't think hyperfeeding is going to be the best route to go yeah just because also there's not enough muscle mass for them to change that drastically you know B- same bikini' the most confusing thing to oh, me oh my god ever to me too it's, it's take it's, how uh, confusing Views, you are multiplied by a <laughs> trillion and that's about where I'm at because you like what do you want
1: because the science makes sense to you yeah like most of it doesn't make as much sense yeah. like make any sense to me yeah and now you're like okay so I'm looking at that and
0: that's supposed to make sense
1: yeah but it doesn't
0: it does it, <laughs> it, well I think the issue the hard part with bikini is but I will say in North Americans and um um, June USA yeah. with two different judges. Okay. It was very similar what they were looking for. Got it. it. Very, very similar. And I will say bikini in the last two years has been very similar what they're looking for. Okay. I feel like I'm the closest to figuring out right now mm-hmm. more than ever, but also with bikini, you don't want to stand out. That's a big deal. Yeah, dude. You like, don't want to stand out. Are you kidding me? You have to be the best physique that fits in. Yeah. Okay. So bikini, they want you to look like, like if you were at the beach, you mm-hmm. would be very lean and hard. You'd be the best looking person at that beach yeah. by far. Yeah. Right. That's what they want you to look like. They want you to look like a very a hard fitness model. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know that's the bikini division. And that's beautiful. Yep you know, we have these cap delts. We have some very full lats. We have very full and round glutes. We have strong quads, but not dominant quads. Mm -hmm. We have hamstrings that match maybe overpower quads very slightly, but match the glutes. And, and, you know, it all just flows. We did a full podcast on this one. We did. Yeah. And, but also in bikini, you have to be beautiful
1: Mm
0: -hmm. to win that. Mm -hmm. You have to be a beautiful human being to, to, you know be a high level bikini competitor. Yeah. Go, I mean go look at well, fi- right, Liana. Go look at fi- Liana. Liana, like, Liana. So well. yeah, yeah, Liana did so well cuz she's yeah. the most stunning woman out there. Yeah. Um and that's going to take you very far, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's how Kim's going to be. When yep. she's on stage, she's going to be the prettiest yep. woman out there. Yeah. Um and and like that's going to push her so 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 far. Mm-hmm. When it, look at look at the best bikini players in the world, they all have this very beautiful and exotic look, mm-hmm. right? And so if you can bring that, which I mean, you can't create that. Yeah. 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 I mean, but bikini is very genetically gift, uh, genetically driven, um, um, sport. Yeah, it truly is. And, but look at the top bikini competitors somewhere. Look at Jennifer Diore. You'll never find a prettier human than that. Mm-hmm. Look at Isa who won the Olympia last year. You'll yeah. never find a pretty, I mean, you see Angelica at the mm-hmm, gym, mm-hmm, beautiful mm-hmm. with no makeup, dripping in sweat. She's a beautiful human. Mm-hmm. And like that stuff carries very far. Mm-hmm. Right. That's also why, you know, a lot of people don't understand the sport. I think bikini is such a sexualized thing because well everyone's so fucking hot well yeah it, they're they're beautiful women they're yeah. very feminine in their physiques yeah they're strong but slim mm-hmm. and and you know they're, they're very balanced in their in their physiques mm-hmm. most of them you know at the top level has breast augmentations that's mm-hmm. not for a sexual appeal mm-hmm. well you know it, it's it, part like, of the package yeah it's part of the package yeah. some of them might have gotten it for more sexual appeal sure. as well which you know i totally understand sure. um I, I don't fucking speak on what women should do with their yeah. bodies quite frank <laughs> yeah but I like that's part of the presentation yeah. that you're giving, the posing, yep. is very yep. classy with sass. Mm-hmm. If you start adding sex appeal to your posing, you're going to get docked greatly. Yeah. They keep that line very firm. That's so. It is very black and white. This is why I like uh, men's bodybuilding. Yeah, is because it's men's be bodybuilding be a freak, be a fucking animal, be conditioned to be a freak. Yeah, how freaky can yeah. you be? And the freakier you are, the more you're going to dominate. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, That's what. It's, like, there's no b- gray it's, area. It's, it's so black easy. Black and white. It's bla- men's bodybuilding yep. is black and white. It truly is. Um, So the bikini of a division is beautiful, but I love the way the judging is going because I feel like a few years ago we were getting away from there being much muscle in the sport. Mm. Uh, But then at the top of the sport, the Olympia ranks, they started awarding, you know, I I don't want to say good muscularity, but they started rewarding proportions that look like it's muscular. Okay. Right. But now, you know, we see the NPC levels, we see um, at the New York Pro this weekend Mm -hmm. um, and and, um, with, um, oh, what's their name? Who won that? fuck her name starts with it. I can't believe I forgot her name. Um, but, but she's muscular and mm-hmm. she looks good. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, at the Olympia, like Isa who won the Olympia and who won the Arnold, she doesn't have a ton of muscle on her, but her proportions make her appear very muscular. So yeah. Bikini is a beautiful division. I love going on rants about bikini because I fucking, I love that shit. And it's such a challenge to me, right? It's mm-hmm. like, it's the only division that still a huge challenge to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I so feel like I, it forever know, I, will be. Yeah. Oh yeah, it will be. So, um, with katie also are you looking up the new york probe i'm trying to find woman? her yeah it starts with an e yeah i'm trying to find her beautiful fucking woman uh just the physique the presentation Attilia. santiago Santos. she's amazing yeah. she's amazing i think she'll be top five for the olympia this year mm-hmm. olympia bikini um i think jennifer Diore is gonna get that top five too i'm a big jennifer Diore fan huge jennifer Diore fan okay if she ever wanted to go on a date i would say yeah Megan knows that we've talked about
1: it. <laughs> this this uh, Attila, Attila. Yeah, I hope we're saying her name right. Yeah, she, has yeah, she's super
0: pretty. She is. Yeah, six, you can you see in her mean? face and it's everything. It's exotic. Yeah, and it's very classy. But she's, but she looks muscular. But she's muscular. Yeah, and that's what yeah. we're rewarding. Yeah. and dude, I, I love that part because, like, man, I have a lot of bikini girls who want to train hard as fuck. Yeah, like they want to, they want to train hard as fuck, and I, I think like. I don't think we should be docking people mm-hmm. for wanting to train really hard. I mean, I, I this really is body so. Building. It's so body building at the yeah. end of the day, right? Yep. So back to Katie, what we were doing. So we pulled out the water uh, 5 p.m. The night before we had some two and some three ounce water intakes here and there. Um, we bumped when we pulled out water, we increased sodium by about 10%. In all of her meals. So that's a very small amount, right? Mm-hmm. But it makes a huge difference. So, why do we do that? To add, to keep more blood volumeization to occur, to continue pulling. When we add in sodium, the sodium has to get transported somehow, right? How's mm-hmm. it going to get transported? It has to transport with water, right? Well, sodium is meant to be in the muscle and in connective tissue. Mm-hmm. So, it's not going to pull water. I mean, I'm, I really shouldn't be sharing this on the podcast. No. It's not going to pull Secrets. water from... Yeah, It's not going to pull water from the fucking muscle when it mm-hmm. has to go into the goddamn muscle, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to pull it from subcutaneous stores. Mm-hmm. That's why. I mean, you you saw that... Um, You saw the last posing video I posted of Katie before she went, before his game time. In the chat, yeah. It, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. She was so nasty dry mm-hmm. and peeled to the bone. Mm-hmm. And she was posing outside that ballroom, and I saw... You know, there were twenty girls around us. They were mm. all looking like, "Oh, oh, oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, like, dude, cool. she she hit that back double bicep, and you could see the individual muscle fibers in her entire trap, from her lower traps all the way up to her upper traps. You could see those individual muscle fibers. That's when I knew that we didn't need much more food. Yeah. Because I, I need those to look like that, but I don't need them to pop. Yeah. If they pop, we're gonna get docked for it. Yeah. Right. Cause now it's now it turns into women's bodybuilding. Yep. But her lats, the outside of her lats, you could see the muscles just laying down. You couldn't really say they they, they weren't popping. Yeah. You could see the muscles firing and laying mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. When, when she turned out to that back double bicep, 7 I was like, it's done, mm-hmm. it's over. Her glutes had very nice straight. What, what did you tell us? You said when, you, when she walked, you could see all of her muscles moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, like she was like an anatomy every, chart. Yeah, she was like an anatomy chart. Yeah. It, it looked so freaky. And she was able to control her midsection the entire time because we didn't overfeed. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, that, that that was a very special peak. Um That peak really elevated me up in a lot of people's it's minds. It's a good turning point. And it was was is a big turning point. Yeah. Um like like yeah that, that was a pivotal moment. Everyone knew I had a big team. Everyone mm-hmm. knew I was a good coach. Mm-hmm. But is Justin an elite level coach. Yeah. Can he hang with the big boys. I've only been on the national stage three years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And most of those times were bikini appearances. Mm-hmm. But now we have classic physique top five. We have mm-hmm. multiple classes, classic physique top fives. Mm-hmm. We have men's physique top fives. We have figure top fives. We have women's physique, IFBB pros mm-hmm. and top fives. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, the, the only class we're missing is fucking bodybuilding. I'm going to get m- m- multiple top fives next year with that. Yeah. Um, so dude, it's, yeah, that, that, was a pivotal point. Um, and you know, I, 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 beat some people who I really wanted to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, yeah. and, and, and it feels good. I'm, good still, I'm still, I'm still head hunting for a couple, Yeah. but, uh, you know, it's, it, it just feels nice. So, um, Let's see. After that video I posted, I hope most of you on, um, I I think, I know a lot of you were following very closely. I hope you guys know which video I'm talking about out in the ballroom, uh, where she just looked absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. But from that point, let's see, I'm trying to remember this. I know she was backstage. I told her, fuck, I think we might've had, man, we might've had like 50 or 60 calories back there, but I know I told her salt. I want you to put as much salt that you would put on a meal on your hand and take it down. Take yeah. To the dome. Yeah. I think we did that maybe two or three times back there.
1: Was she was she just a little too
0: flat? No, it's no. I, I yeah, So I, I wanted that salt to keep pushing. I Got knew it. at this Got point. I knew at this point that we couldn't fuck it up. Yeah, we could only fuck it up if we if we fed. Yeah, and so I didn't want to feed much. Yeah, but there were, I wanted her to hold this look, so we had to feed a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Um
1: And the sodium is enough to
0: cover. And it. the sodium was going to continue pushing, increasing that blood volumization, mm-hmm. and you know making her pull more subcutaneous water mm-hmm. and dude, she i mean she went up on stage and she was posing and i was like man like her posing was good when you start yeah dude, we we made some really good tweaks her posing last minute that made a huge difference mm-hmm. on that stage and when you start posing the goal around the goals kind of make everyone around you look fat right mm-hmm. on a national stage it's hard to do
1: mm-hmm.
0: katie did it yeah that was dope yeah that was dope to see so really fucking proud of her um there was a lot of work that was put into that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And
0: now we're going to get healthy. We're going to grow. I think we need about eight pounds more tissue to, you know, be competitive for a first call out at the pro level. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to work for. We already know we're going to nail the conditioning. Yeah. Um, you know that's not going to be a problem. am going to keep her really tight and lean, uh, but man, I'm fucking fired up. So uh, yeah. I was watching the live stream with her best friend, Eliza, with her husband, Jay. And, um, you know, when, uh, man, when she got called when, when, oh, dude, I got chills thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, when, yeah, they said new IFBB pro uh, Katie Younger. I, I lost it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lost cool. it. I started crying. Yep. And, you know, I just hugged Eliza and Jay. You know, that, that was very cool. I definitely remember that forever. You were in the hotel so, room, right? I think um, I saw the video. We were in the, um, we were in like, we were in the lobby of the hotel. That's I right. I kind of talked to other lines. It people. was like putting videos up, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, dude, it was, it was really cool. And, you know, she, she won Miss Ohio. Last oh, year. She did, she won Miss Ohio, the women's physique. Yeah, so okay. I was mr Ohio, she's Miss Ohio. Very cool. Um, so you know, prepping her for that show and like having that Ohio connection obviously means yeah. a lot as yeah. well. Yeah, um, so yeah, man, you know, that was dope. It was a great weekend. The competition in North America was wild. They had this massive tent built up outside the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, no spectators, which sucks, but uh, you know, I, I, we got some more pro cards coming that I'll get to be in that, uh, you know, in the actual auditorium for, mm-hmm. that'll be special. Mm-hmm. Um, so Really cool journey. Um, she like, we went trace carb, trace fat. And you might be listening. It's like, Oh my God, man, that's a terrible approach. Well, you don't have to get 6% body fat for your fucking, you know, competition. <laughs> you have to do what it takes to win. Yeah. And you know, restoring health I'm not worried about mm-hmm. because I'm very fucking good at that mm-hmm. it's it's about you, you when you hire me to win mm-hmm. and you hire you know a, a big-time coach to win mm-hmm. not to just be there to win, you know you have to go to those places I mean she was having she had some hour and a half cardio sessions yeah and you know she she had some uh it, it, it was not easy yeah and you know the entire time um you know she never complained about the protocol she never complained about you know how she really felt anything she had some serious prep got- like mm-hmm. she definitely didn't feel like she looked great, Yeah. Um, but she had, so, so she had some serious prep goggles, but she did a great job, you know, dialing it up, dialing it in. Um, and I, I'm, I'm definitely proud of that you got to do what it takes to win. Yeah. Okay. When you, especially when you start talking to the national level, if you want to have parameters within your protocols, then you're probably not going to win. Mm-hmm. Now that being said. If you're a bikini girl, you don't need to go trace carb, trace fat. You don't have to get that lean. If you have to do that to get down to fucking 12 or 11% body fat, yeah. then there's a lot of other things wrong. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and, and you know, you want to be an IFBB pro, you got to do what it takes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she stepped up, she knocked out of the park, she would take. So I'm really mm-hmm. proud of her for that. Yeah. So last thing I want to talk to you guys about today is when should you get on a national stage? I truly believe that when you go to a state, or a regional level show, and you stand out on stage, mm-hmm. I truly believe that's when you're ready. Yeah. Not just, It's not just about winning, because you might lose, but still stand out. You look out of your class, you, like you look out of your, the league. You're outclassing those around you. Yeah, absolutely. They're not in your league. Yeah. That's probably when you're ready to go to that national stage. But that doesn't necessarily mean you win, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, someone else could show up too. Someone else could show up who does not belong there, who belongs on a higher level, mm-hmm. on a bigger level, mm-hmm. but they're just kind of getting ready yeah. for that one and they're making this pit stop on the way. I hate the term practice What the fuck's a, or a warm up show? Yeah. What the fuck is it? What the fuck's a warm up show? No, it's no, yeah. a show is there to be one. Yeah, dude. When you say a warm up show, I hope you guys understand how much of a fucking douchebag you look like. <laughs> like, oh, so you're just gonna walk in and dominate everyone, huh? Well, you yeah. fucking better get straight ones. Yeah. If I look at that scorecard and you didn't get straight ones, it wasn't a fucking warm up show. Yeah. It was a show. It was a competitive show. Yep. It's not a. Every show needs to be do a lot. of People different. do that. Yeah. Really interesting. Don't even get me started on it. I'll start calling people out. It's fucking <laughs> gross. I mean, there's a lot of people I saw do warm-up shows He you didn't even fucking win. I'm like, hmm yeah that's not have been that much of a warm-up interesting like a warm-up swing on the treadmill walking around for a lollygag not when you're on stage competing for a fucking w against other people <laughs> who worked really fucking hard to get there yeah so anyways but when you get on the national stage you you should be standing out heavily at your you know at, at all the other shows you're doing right uh-huh. like that should you you should be freaky compared to everyone else around you mm-hmm. quite frank um i think that's when you're ready that again that doesn't always translate in an overall win or sometimes even a class win i mean there there were people who have turned pro this year who didn't even win their class at the last show they did wow yeah but they might have come back against that same person mm-hmm. dude or female mm-hmm. and beat them mm-hmm. be- but they belonged there you know it's like it's like battles you yeah. know you just is keep the, battling is, for is
1: it the Adel- it's the Odella right adela here
0: is adela. that a pretty big show um a decent size it's decent size it's it's uh quite a bit smart in the ohio i'm anxious to
1: see if because uh, Kim's doing that one, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm anxious to see how she looks. And she's gonna stand, stand out. out. Yeah, that's what, that's the first out. thing I
0: thought. Yeah, I you hope know. Kim's. Not, I'm gonna tell Kim not to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the thing she. See, the, the thing is she won't get mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, she she's gonna stand out greatly. Yeah. I think. Uh. I, I. Yeah. I. I think that's gonna be a really good as look. long as she keeps well, working, Kim. Yeah, you keep fucking working, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Um. So get on a national stage when you've earned it, you know, go through the work. Don't be in a rush to get there. Like the stage isn't going anywhere. And if you're in a rush to get there, it's not, it's not going to go well. Like put the time in at the state level shows at the regional level shows, you know, go against, you know, um, vast amounts of uh competition Mm -hmm. like this we're having a good coach also really important because i mean i see you know other coaches who are putting people out there and the only right i mean they they were they never stood a chance Mm -hmm. but like the only reason they're out there is to have people on a national stage Mm -hmm. because they think it adds legitimacy to their resume Mm -hmm. don't don't do that don't don't do that because you have to earn the right to be there as a coach too Mm -hmm. you got to earn the right to be there and to have people there um and so Earn the right. Take your time. Put the work in. Do research. Make sure you have a good coach who's leading you. If, if, if you're prepping for a national show and a coach's price point is what's holding you back from hiring them, you're not ready for a national show like quite Frank. Yeah. Like I understand it's all very expensive, but man, you know what, if, if you want to pay 200 bucks a month, um, you know, for a coach and expect that you're going to get top five of the national stage, you better be a freak Mm -hmm. because, you know, there's a reason people charge what they charge. Yeah. And there's a reason that the, you know, demand is where it is for certain coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, not just me, like outside of me as well, there's you know 15 other coaches I can point to and say, these people are fucking legit, dude. Mm -hmm. um, so put the time in, don't be in a rush to get there. The most fun you're ever going to have in your competition career is competing as an amateur. I mm-hmm. mean, I've been told that by so many pros. I've seen it in so many pros that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with that the most fun you're ever going to have is competing as an amateur because once you get to that pro the pro level, Man, you got work to do. You're at the bottom of the totem pole, and you got to scratch and claw and climb your way back up to the top. Yeah, you're starting over. You're starting over. Literally, you're starting over at the bottom. You're starting over in a harder place. Yeah, in a much harder place. Yeah, where the competition is so vast, and honestly, every single pro knows who the new blood is, and they don't want you to beat them. They (laughs) will do everything in (laughs) their power. Embarrasses them. them. It's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, they will do everything in their power to beat them, like Hunter Labrada. Yeah no one wanted to lose to him yeah nick walker he's doing the uh chicago pro that's in atlanta yeah. in six weeks no one wants to be uh lose to him yeah nobody wants to yeah so you know, just take your time enjoy the process put the fucking work in and get fucking nasty mm-hmm. all right that's what we need to do here um man it feels good to be back dude. it does it feels really yeah. fucking yeah. good to be back I, I i god i missed you guys so much are we recording another one tomorrow uh, we can, I mean, let's we do it. Let's record Why not? another one tomorrow. Why not? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. That sounds fun. <laughs> that sounds good. And I, I feel like I owe it to y'all. Yeah. So for episode 81, man, thank you guys for sticking around, hanging around, being so patient with us. We'll see you next time.